Welcome to Products to Profits with Sarah J. Cross, the podcast for creative product fempreneurs who want to play a bigger game and upscale their business. This week's episode is brought to you by the Creative Product Institute. It's time to scale your business to the next level, stop wearing all the hats, and get the business and life balance that you dream of. Head to sarahjcross.com for more information. Well, welcome to the show. I'm Sarah J. Cross, and I'm here to support you on your journey to becoming a successful product business owner with tips, strategies, and stories to support and guide you through the good times and the challenges of running a product-based business. Today, we're talking with the lovely Kerry, who is the founder of Yellow Door Digital. With her straight-talking, no-nonsense approach, Kerry cuts through the geek speak to help our clients get clear on what they need to do to succeed online. With a focus on e-commerce websites, particularly those on the Shopify platform, she can develop and execute a solid SEO strategy that will take your visitors from click-through to cart. Welcome, Kerry. Hi, Sarah. Thank you. So excited to have you on because, I mean, SEO can be a little bit of a um, smokes and mirrors. People don't always feel completely confident knowing what goes on or why they need it. So I'm really excited to have you on um, because, you know, all my listeners have all got product businesses. They're all on the Shopify platform. So you are perfect person to speak to about SEO. Yeah, no, thank you. And I love putting a bit more transparency over SEO because it shouldn't be all smoke and mirrors. You should be empowered so you can exactly. understand. Yeah. yeah. And there, I'm sure no doubt as I have heard and been told some really sort of terrible stories of people um, putting a lot of trust and their investment and money into SEO and not getting results or not getting the work that is needed to be done properly. So I think that's another thing is, like you said, empowerment and confidence, knowing the best um, methods and the most trustworthy sources to work with is also really important so that, you know, you, you, you're investing your money wisely. Absolutely. It's a strange space. And, you know, smart women in business um, spend their money very carefully. When it comes to SEO, often they seem to be handing it over because yeah. they're getting googly doc and talk. You know, people sound like they're making sense. And um, yeah, it breaks my heart to see somebody waste a lot of money and not get the results that they were hoping for or expected to get. Yeah, exactly. And I've, I've experienced that. And I think that sometimes makes people bury their head in the sand, like balk at the thought of, oh, well, I don't really understand it. Therefore, I'm not going to do anything about it. Or I've heard other bad stories, so I don't want to spend my money and not get a result, you know, not have a positive outcome. So I think it's really great there's someone like you who can actually help people understand what, what it is and also what the benefits there are. So, Kerry, why is SEO so important for e-commerce businesses? Well, there are a couple of reasons, Sarah. You know, initially you want to find new markets as an e-commerce store. You want to grow. You can only grow if you're going to have new markets. But there's also your current clients who, you know, maybe forgot about you or um, haven't used you before, haven't been, haven't come back to shop with you for a while. And so having a good presence in organic can remind people that you're there. And maybe it's a product they didn't know that you stocked as well. So SEO visibility can... Um, yeah, really help you get those new new customers, but also those old customers coming back. Yay, fabulous. So what does SEO actually include and involve? 
That's a really good question. And there is a bit of a process, but it all starts around keywords. I, I kind of laugh sometimes when people say, oh, I'm ranking number one. And it's like, what are you ranking for? Because if you're ranking for your name, that's not really SEO. You know, that, that's great. So it's all about keywords and you're looking at keywords that you rank for and if they've got some good search volume. So we start off with um, with some keyword research and finding the words that are going to be relevant for your business that have some decent search volume that you can actually even get a hot handle on because if you know you're playing against some of those big wigs, you might not be you might spend a lot of money and not get any traction. So keyword research is kind of the first thing we do. Then we look at your website um, and make sure that we've got all the on-site stuff done. So that means your title tags, meta descriptions, and in um, in content management systems, you can adapt that. It's not, you don't have to get geeky. We're not geeky, you know, doing anything too technical. It's all pretty easy to do once you kind of understand how it needs to be done yeah and then we look at the off-site stuff as well so you technically you know your any technical issues which might be stopping google looking at you and backlinks as well is really important so yeah, yeah it's kind of a few, quick quick full process layers, a few layers in terms of what you essentially need but it's not um it's all should be all very transparent shouldn't it like in terms of the ranking and the keywords and things like that that's um, right yeah and so how can business owners find out how they're going with their SEO? Yeah, and that's a, um, a good point. So you do need to be tracking where you are in search. So if, you, if somebody comes to me and wants to do some SEO, the first thing we do is set some benchmarks. We work out, well, how much traffic's coming to your website already from various keywords and what are those keywords? And, you know, if you've got quite a good ranking for a particular keyword we want to make sure that we look after that as well because um, you know changing some content on your website might make that keyword disappear mm. so by tracking that through something called google search console or there are some paid tools we can reach out and get some support with that as well that's something that seo people can help you do tracking your rankings and i yeah do it for my clients as well on a monthly basis tracking where they are for yeah. various keywords yeah seeing all the metrics yep that's mm -hmm. great and so what are your top tips for someone getting started with seo I think the first thing is to get your head out of the sand. It's not that difficult. It's not in the IT field. We're in the marketing field here. So like everything, there's going to be a learning curve and you need to commit to that and you need to ask a lot of questions. There's no dumb questions. Um, you know, SEO has been plagued, I guess, with people using too much um, jargon and they can just ask those questions and break it down, taking some courses from um, some trusted people that are going to tell it like it is and understanding what SEO it doesn't mean you have to do it yourself but understanding what you've got going on and what SEO is can help you then hire someone and be confident in that decision of what they're doing for you yeah. so having a basic education so that you know what essentially how it works so you're not completely in the dark and then using the metrics to move forward to see how you're progressing is that sort of a formula that you would promote yeah, absolutely. People also have to be prepared that content is probably going to need to be created. So if they're not great at writing, looking at who's going to be doing the copywriting for you because content can become a big, big part of it as well. Yes, I agree. Uh, whether I it's, sorry, but whether it's e-commerce and you're going to do product descriptions or whether it's non-e-commerce and you're going to be doing pages and um, informational type of uh, blog posting or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And um, what do you see, Kerry, uh, what are the top mistakes that product business owners are making when it comes to SEO? I think um, 
yeah, not understanding what maybe their keywords are. So we talked sort of about that, getting that understanding first. That's the the big, big getting the big picture, just blindly walking into someone saying, right, fix my SEO. You've got to find out what's wrong with it first. Yeah. So I think that's the big mistake, not asking enough questions and just trusting that the jargon and the big price tag means they know what they're doing. I think that's a, a bit of a big mistake as well. Um, and trying to shove all your keywords on one page. So, so that's a bit more, I guess, um, practical. But the amount of time someone comes to me, I see lots of keywords shoved onto every single page on a website. And really every page should have a dedicated focus mm. for a keyword phrase that you want to rank for. Okay, so, that's interesting. Yeah. So it's not sort of one size fits all and try to cram everything in as many keywords. And sometimes it has to read organically, doesn't it? Like it has to read when you can tell when people are actually repeating over and over keywords in a product description, you, you know, it's overloaded. Absolutely. And got a, Google are a product as well. So they're trying to deliver the best result to the user, to the searcher that they can. And if you're shoving all the words in there, it's like you've met someone at a party and they're telling you everything about their whole life in one sentence. Whereas if they say one clear sentence about one clear thing, that person knows what, mm-hmm. what you're talking about. And Google's yeah. a bit the same. They want to deliver that page to the person when yeah. it meets the re- request that the person's yeah. put in. Yes, that's a really good way of, um, uh, you know, a good analogy like you you can't. I always say like with my um, signature sales, wholesale sales system is like you've got to warm people up and nurture them online before to build that know, like and trust. You can't go out, for instance, on a first date and propose marriage. You know, you've got to, you know, um, warm people up and get them to know you and see if there's a good sort of um uh, alliance or connection um, mm. and then that's how you can start a relationship you know of working and doing business together but yeah. you can't just kind of straight out the gate expect to um, overload or be in someone's face straight away and, and same with keywords you can't just sort of cram everything in um, expecting yeah. that that's going to work yeah google will just have confusion and you won't get ranked essentially um, yes yeah. so that's a <laughs> So that's one of the top mistakes you see. It's just something I commonly see when people say, right, I've been trying um, with some keywords and so I've put all these words on my homepage and I've put them into the meta description because I read somewhere that that was good. Um, so is that that what I need to do? And I'm not ranking for all these words. And when you break them down, you're like, okay, well, you've got seven keywords in there. We need seven different pages because these are all completely different keywords. Uh, okay, yep, yep. They're not even related, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Kerry, what is the process um, that you would take your SEO clients through from the sort of start to the to the mm-hmm. ongoing or the end? Yeah. So the first bit is working out what search engine optimization visibility that that URL or that website address has first. Um, so we take a look at that. Then we establish some goals as well because there's no. I'm not going to say, "Hey, I'll get you to number one for that particular keyword." If it's not actually even viable, you know, you could be against get some really high competitors and it might not be viable to have that as a goal. So we talk about expectations, what we could achieve, and we also take a look at what that means. If you can get um, a particular keyword onto page one, how many visitors might that mean for you? And with e-commerce, that's why I really like e-commerce because we can translate that to a how many people might buy, like what's our conversion rate? What number does that equal at the end of the day? That keyword may be this valuable for you. We can actually put some numbers around it. So we set up those goals. We look at your competitive landscape as well as the next point because 
not that I say people should look at their competitors all the time, but in SEO, it's important because, you know, there's a ranking here. That's what it, that's what it's called. It's a ranking from, yeah. you know, one to 10 on page one. Um, we need to start looking at what are your competitors doing well and why are they answering Google's query better than you're answering Google's, you know, the query that people are putting into Google. So we do a bit of competitive research. And from all that, we're able to then determine a strategy that goes, okay, this is what we need to do going forward. So we... We do that, we implement it, and then we look at it ongoingly, benchmarking that traffic. It doesn't happen overnight, but it will happen yeah. um, if done correctly. And so we, we start tracking those keywords that we've done some work on and seeing where they are moving around in the Google um, Google results. Yeah, fabulous. That's really good. And I like how you explain everything because it's, it's, you know, layman's terms, like everyone can understand what it is that you're saying. Um, yeah. Sometimes people can get lost in all that jargon and... Um, and then, you know, part with their money unwisely. <laughs> yeah, it, breaks, um, it honestly breaks my heart to think that SEO has really such a bad name in so many circles because I want it to be transparent. Yeah, yeah, I want yeah. it to be transparent. I don't want um, business owners to be overwhelmed by it or feel scared from it. Um, I'm not saying that they shouldn't outsource it. They definitely can use that channel, but you can do that with everything, right? You can outsource anything. Um, and SEO, right. you still just under, having some really basic understanding yeah. And yeah. then outsourcing is the key to some sort of SEO success. Yeah, that's really good advice. I love it. Um, so how long does it take to start seeing results? Is that sort of a, um, you know, a, a hard question to answer? Like how long's a piece of string? Or is there generally a, um, a sort of a, a approximate sort of months you know, is it dependent on the person doing it or is it just the keywords or what would you say, you know, it would take? How long would someone expect? Yeah, well, I think, um, yeah, you've hinted there that, yeah, it is like um, how long's a piece of string. But if a website hasn't had any optimization at all and it's not in a very competitive market, you can just doing some basic on-page optimization, you can kind of start popping into some good positions quite quickly if the market is quite saturated and quite competitive and you're going after some really competitive keywords, it's going to take a lot longer. Mm. So, yeah, it really depends on your competition. It depends on who's going after your keywords and it can depend on what content you've got going on on your page as well. It might be that we need to write more content and that can sometimes take time as well. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, there's other factors as well. And how does changes to Google affect SEO? Yeah, we've been really lucky to have so many Google big changes. This they're, they're making changes to their algorithm all the time. And this year we've had three big updates. And all that we need to really think about is that Google is making their product better. Mm-hmm. And all they're trying to do is understand when a person types something into the search bar, what result are they looking for? And sometimes we don't type in very well what, we, what we're looking for. So Google's getting really good at understanding the intent that people are asking for um yeah based around the other words either side of those that main keyword so the updates for seo just mean that if you're writing good content you're following kind of best practice you will be the you know the rise to the top kind of thing so google's just trying to make their product better and by having good content on good pages well structured not doing any of the dodgy seo things um you know you're sort of on track to match up with what google are trying to deliver to their customers Mm, yeah Yep. No, that's fabulous. Um, and I mean, can you explain to people who are, who might be listening um, what's an algorithm? 
Yeah, yeah, sorry. Went slightly into jargon there, didn't I? Thank you for picking me up because I don't like to. But essentially it's, you know, maybe 200 or so factors that Google have said, hey, this is what's important for us to decide whether a page should be placed in um, or where it should be placed in our rank. So if, um, and, and each of these pieces of mechanical sort of robots that are going through all the pages if they sort of could put different weights against each of those so it might be that you know having the keyword in a title tag so a position on on your page um, has a lot of weight I I don't know that for a fact we don't know um, the exact algorithm but yeah there's different factors and so they tweak them and change them all the time but essentially the end goal is they're trying to get good results for their users so as long as you can deliver on that result, you should be going after that and creating good content so that Google says, hey, this is a really good result for the person that is searching for it. So yeah, yeah. Don't That's try and right. trick Google. They'll figure no. you out. It's artificial intelligence, isn't it? Like it's too, yeah, it's too um, too good for human human intelligence. With what yeah, it's getting better and better all the time, just the way that they understand search. And so, you know, just having the right content there and really being clear to Google what your content is about um, and answering all those questions that, you know, we forget, we get so inside our products that we forget that we need to tell more of our story um, on our products or on our service page, you know, with one or two lines pretty much describes our service when maybe we need to go a bit deeper. If this person has just landed on that service page, we don't know our ethos and our company values and we've got fast shipping or, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah, that's really good points too that people need to take on board and it's not just you know sort of a one size fits all box of you know yeah. and I think um I always see people you know um with their about us you know everyone seems to have seen a gap in the market um when they do their about us like it seems to be an ongoing thread that people always sort of use that there's a gap in the market even though the product is out there everywhere instead of saying that that what are the unique benefits of the product um, mm. that they've brought to the table, which gives it a point of difference. Mm. And it's it's possibly more searchable as well when you've got more description rather than, a, a, you know, a, a gap in the market to make candles, you know, that were this yes. and that. And, you know, as we know, there's like a zillion um, candle companies out there. So mm-hmm. what is it that's so unique and what mm-hmm. are people looking for so that you can find, you know, what they're searching for is going to marry up in their search searches on Google. Yeah, a really good practical exercise is to type in a, a, a keyword, you know, that's against your business that you would like to rank for and get, you know, the kind of top rankings and ask yourself, why do Google think that mm. this page matches the best? Yeah. And it might really critically look at that page yeah. and see why the and content on that, yeah. Yeah. And and what are your thoughts on, like, um, I know, like, with photos, it's, uh, you know, photos should be um, ranked as well. I've been told they should have mm-hmm. the tagging. Is that another layer that is a benefit if someone's doing a bit of, you know, their own SEO and getting started? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, images make up the page as well. That forms content. So labelling your images really clearly so that Google can understand what that image is about. As much as I'm saying Google's really clever, they're actually not very great at understanding what images are about and the yeah. context. Translating an image, yeah. 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 So yeah. using your label that when you before you upload your image and labelling that really well, making sure it's not too huge a file size. 
um, and also adding some alternative text, which is called alt text. Um, and that really helps um, people who are visually impaired, but it also helps Google understand what that image actually represents. Mm, okay. So images are important as well. And don't forget, you know, I, I'm talking like, you know, the, the Google search results, they're getting busy as well. So, you know, you've got Google ads coming across the top. You've got image search popping in there. Um, you've got people also ask those little questions that come in as well. So your search results are becoming more and more dynamic as well. And all of those different types of um, results are still coming from that page. So yeah. by including some FAQs and yeah. by tagging up your images correctly, you're giving yourself more opportunity to, to appear in search results, but not just the, the typical to search results we're talking about, but in those people also ask sections and in the image sections as well. Yeah, yeah. And finally, Kerry, in your opinion, is SEO more powerful than social media marketing for e-commerce businesses? Oh, for all my social media friends out there, I'm going to say, of course not, <laughs> of course not. But, you know, it's, it's, my, it's my jam and it's what I love. So um, I think getting involved in marketing and getting involved in your own marketing, understand where your traffic's coming from. I had one client at one stage that was actually, I think they still are getting the high 90s in regards to their traffic coming to the website from organic search. And we really actually had to chat to them about maybe opening up some of the other channels because if Google do change their algorithm and it doesn't benefit you, then you've kind of got all your eggs in one basket. So I think having a good marketing mix that definitely includes SEO, yep. but I'm not saying to leave your socials alone. I'm never no, going to say that. Yeah, no, I think everyone's all over everything, aren't they? There's so many different platforms, even like um, TikTok now has become, you know, quite a, a an easier way of attracting a lot of new customers and followers. Um, mm -hmm. I have one client who I've actually had on the podcast, um, I think last year, um, her video was viral on TikTok and her sales were $10,000 that she woke up to the next day. That's awesome. The video was simply wrapping an order, picking the order and mm -hmm. wrapping it in red tissue, packaging it up with this, like these limited edition stickers and boxing it. And everybody, I mean, the conversions she got, you know, I mean, one video that she put together probably in, you know, 15 minutes um, equated to $10,000 directly that's from amazing. that. Yeah, that's fantastic. And it just goes to show you've got to keep on top of your marketing and trying new things um, yeah. and not putting your head in the sand if it's too hard. Although I have put my head in the too hard basket for TikTok, so... <laughs> I should take some of my own medicine. Yeah, she's, she's one of those um, people that she's always loving to learn new things and mm -hmm. uh, she's done a little course in it because there are a few techniques that you do need in terms of lighting and you can't sort of be doing videos. It's like sell my stuff, sell my stuff. You've got to actually be creative. But what happened after that video was that she got lots of people all messaging her saying, can you wrap my order? I want you to video you putting my order together. <laughs> Um, but you know sometimes it's the simple stuff that people just enjoy watching and it's enough to trigger them to go click through and, and make a sale and yeah. um, I think it's about finding where your um, you know your customers are hanging out the most what's the mm. most popular I mean for me I love um, Instagram because it's so product visual um, <laughs> and I can get lost lost in it for hours you know like checking out really mm. beautiful accounts um, yeah. But I think, you, like you said, you've got to sort of spread it out across 
multiple different platforms um, because you never want to rely on just one source. Um, and it's also, I guess, remembering that just because I like being in Instagram, which I do as well, might not be where my customers want to be as well. Right. Um, it, it might be that they are, and that's lucky, but where I'm comfortable might not be where my customers are comfortable. They might be comfortable on TikTok, so maybe I need to get my head well, into that. Yeah, and it's funny because I sort of thought with TikTok, initially when she told me and and um, uh, we were at the uh, retreat that I run. She said, "Look at this! I just got ten thousand dollars." And I said, "On TikTok, I thought TikTok was for teenagers, for kids. I didn't know that there were adults on there um, <laughs> buying, you know. But clearly, you have to be more open-minded." Um, mm. I just sort of see the video thing. I'm always like, "What would I do a video on? Like, I need topics, you know. I need, uh, but there's." There's so many things that you can get, even the um, clubhouse, which is something Mm -hmm. I dip my toe in the water, but I've never really got into. Mm. Um, And uh, I've had someone come and speak speak about clubhouse on the podcast, but that's something that I've found it's, you know, another thing to learn. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, there is a saying out there that probably answers this question: um, "Socials may be sexy, but SEO still pays the bills." So <laughs> <laughs> that might not be true in that ten thousand dollar case, but you know, for the for the main part, you know, socials is so easy to get our heads around. We understand that it's visual. Yeah. With that SEO being a little bit more technical, people do yeah. start to go. I don't know. I'd, I'd just rather yeah. do Instagram and TikTok and whatever. Yeah, so I'll leave it. Yeah, I'll leave it because I just don't really understand it, or it all seems a bit too complicated. Um, mm. But it is essential, isn't it? And you can have long-lasting results. So even after you've forgotten about your SEO and you've kind of done your work, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, you know, ten months later, even a year or two later, you can still be getting traffic from that yeah. because it hangs around. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so wonderful. Thanks so much, Kerry, for being here with us today. It's an absolute if pleasure. Thanks for having me. If my any of my lovely listeners would like to find out more about you and your business, where can they find you? Well, not on TikTok, <laughs> but um, you can find me on Instagram um, or Yellow Door Digital. If you Google me, I'll probably come up because I hear my SEO is okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so yellowdoordigital.com.au and, um, yeah, you can send me a message there or book Fabulous. a call with me or whatever you need to do. Fabulous. Thank you so much. I hope everyone's found today's chat as exciting as I did. If you've loved this episode, make sure to share it with a friend or leave us a review so more people can find us. It's time for me to say goodbye and I'll see you in our next episode. Loved this episode of Products to Profits? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate and leave a review. It's very much appreciated.